So here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the Cowell Army share their thoughts on all things town. Of course, we are proudly sponsored by Ginger Pickle and Manscaped. Um, use the code Cowway to get 20% off and free delivery at manscaped.com. And all your Google ads and marketing needs, go to Ginger Pickle. And uh, we have another great show in storm, joined by good old James and Segs. Discuss all things town. Um, boys, hope you had a good week. Oh, everyone who's listening has had a good week as well. Going to go over to good old James, first of all. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show. I spoke to you on Saturday in the fog in Oxford. Have you recovered from that afternoon in Oxfordshire? Oh, yeah. Much, uh, much happier than Saturday afternoon. Uh, Saturday evening, I went to go visit a friend in Cheltenham. So that vastly improved my evening, made me get over the fog very quickly had some beers and drowned my sorrows and then um yeah obviously tuesday night which will come to very pleasurable first half watching experience uh, on iFollow for me and yeah a good week in general and looking forward to saturday now in the fa cup indeed my friend indeed fa cup magic here we come um over to you then segs my friends good to have you back on the show um big news in the segs household he's, he's in a new house right now your first pod in the new house um how's that been i know for everybody it's stressful moon house but um yeah how's things my friend yeah it's going well um i say stressful it's a shame to leave our old house it was happy memories there but of course now we're bought our own house looking to make more memories here um and get it the way we want it really Early days, but we'll we'll get there, I'm sure. And um, for for the listeners, um, yeah, you can't see our faces. Um, Segs is wearing a very very nice kit, and dear my friend, uh, you know, p- paint a picture of your shirt for the listeners out there. So it's the uh, 97 to 99 home shirt, you know, the, with the badges in the middle, and we've got the the horses on the sleeves, and uh, you know, the Green Green King sponsor, a lovely lovely shirt. Obviously, I don't understand why. Anyone would wear it in summer because it's fleecy. But, uh, but yeah, apart from that, it's a very lovely shirt. And actually, Katie, Katie got me this shirt for Christmas. Um, not, the, not this shirt. I've had this shirt for ages, but like this, the same shirt basically as a bucket hat. Uh, so I'm waiting for the warmer weathers to wear that sort of away games. Fleetwood, Fleetwood away definitely. If we get to Wembley for for May, I'll definitely be wearing it there when we get promoted. We play off if we if we go that route. So yeah. Um, Yes, you know, it's a, you know, you know, you got a jacket with the horses down the side as well. Is that from the same? Like, I know that's, I know that's copper, but is that from the same era or not era, but like same years? Yeah, it's all the same, same kind of range. I've also got a training right, shirt, same which season, um, same season. Sorry, was it the same season? I'm not sure. I don't know because it's a copper remake. I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, but. There's a, there's also a really cool uh, shirt they wore at Wembley with which is just plain white, um, which I've got. It's got the horses down the side, um, the punches down the side, I should say. Um, it's a lovely shirt. So I don't wear that one much because it's obviously a bit more rare. But that's a lovely shirt. Yeah, the, honestly, I've been seeing some great iconic shirts and you know just, even just training wear, and it's just like oh, they look so good and so retro, of course. Um, but yeah, it's always good to see. Definitely away games. I see so many great just shirts, and of course now the club are, are doing more and more retro, and it, it, it just looks great. And of course, the new kits, of course, are beautiful this season. But you can't beat some some of our old yeah, retro last, shirts. Indeed. Last season, I was fed up about it. That's really great. Bought the shirts, yeah. obviously, but I wore the retro shirts more hand, more more so than I have this year. This year, I've stuck to the blue red red and black and the black because i love all free shirts this season so i haven't really gone too retro but um i'm sure there'll be a season where i'm not too keen on shirts again so i'll go back to wearing the old ones 
Indeed, my friend. Indeed, oh, we've gone down a, a a rabbit hole we can never get out of. Sometimes with yeah. kits, we everyone. Oh god, I've got another point about kits as well. Yeah. Like, I know we've sold absolutely loads of the black kit, but to be honest, like I, I see so many people wearing it at games as well, and um, I mean I don't have a problem with that. But whenever I went to games, I always was a bit of a you know bit of a bit of a purist. I always tried to wear as close as to what the team would be wearing. But I see so many black kits at the games as well. I I kind of. I've I've got my black kit. I need to pick it up from the shop, but I'll probably just use it as like a bit more of a fashion piece rather than going to football. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's cool to see like loads of people in in all Ipswich Town these days. Yeah, yeah especially especially in the summer, all shirts you sort of see kids. It's lovely seeing all the kids wearing them again. Um, it's, it's been been a miss the past few years. So yeah, the, the free shirt is. The all three shirts you see about and it's just lovely to see them all really um i'm always home for home and away for a james it doesn't matter if we're wearing home uh, for away so at least you say you want to wear match for, yeah yeah for that's uh that's much that's much closer aligned to what i'd wear when i was younger i used to get both home and away shirts well when i was very young because um they only used to do them every two years so i used to get one shirt a year and um so i used to get the home and the away and then whenever we'd play away, I'd wear the away shirt, whether I was going or not. And then my home shirt, I'd always wear the home shirt. But these days, I pretty much just buy the home shirts most seasons. So home shirt, home shirt everywhere most of the time now. <laughs> I love, I, I really love the red and black, but I love the black more, even more so. So I kind of pushed the red and black aside really for the black one for away games, which I kind of hate myself for doing. But <laughs> I really like the black shirt. I it's such a shame. Them. They could have just done the black shirt next season, and then uh, I don't know. Just in re- we could have enjoyed the red and black for all of its glory because it is a really or, nice kit. Or left the red and black next year. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But then they're, they're still wearing the red and black on the pitch, aren't they? The black's hardly worn, like you say. It's, it's the, just the black shirt gets worn more by the fans, really, which which is fair enough. I can understand why. And the sale, yeah. the sale is done, especially with, you know, especially with Ed, like like Ed designer. So it's obviously going to get Ed people. Ed fans buying it as well. I mean, he's always going to draw. I mean, I remember Framlingham when he he wore the um, the home shirt in Chantry for the, I think it was like the Sunday night, and then they, all of a sudden they had people emailing him just to get a shirt just because he just because he wore it that night. So the so that you can just by that you can see how many sales he makes. So it's it's brilliant why we've got him on our shirts, and it's such a biz- great business move. Yeah, and absolutely it's, fantastic draw to have him involved with the club and hopefully for many years to come as well. I hope we can keep striking up those deals like to keep him involved because, you know, he clearly has an affinity with the area and the club now, uh, even if he didn't when he was younger. But, yeah, such a good marketing opportunity. And he's got to release his new album soon now, so we know what the sponsor's going to be for next season. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, keep the loop with that. Um, all right then, boys, uh, as you know, I love my kits as well, but um, we've gone down a very deep rabbit hole here. And let's um, come out of it and let's sum up the, the last two results. Um, Morecambe, 4-0 win at Porton Road, but then, of course, Oxford in the fog, a 2-1 defeat. Um, James, to start off, really, how would you sum up the last two results? Um, three points, clean sheet against Morecambe, good performance. Oxford in the fog, your thoughts? Yeah, so Morecambe, let's start with Morecambe on Tuesday. It, it was kind of a return to the expectations that we've kind of built up as Ipswich fans this season. It's been it's been a difficult period since Christmas. Um, obviously, we beat Oxford on on Boxing Day, and then since then we've gone through a bit of a difficult patch of form. So 
and it almost came to the point that you heard frustration after the Oxford game. You heard some fans saying, okay, that's the automatics out of the picture, which, you know, it's a classic fan overreaction piece, which is unfortunate, but we're emotional when it comes to football. We, we want our team to win every week. So as much as the disappointment was at Oxford on Saturday, like the performance that we had first half on Tuesday, especially was just exactly what the doctor ordered. Like nobody can complain that it wasn't, we didn't put Morecambe to the sword and we didn't deserve that. Like some games you win one nil and you're not really convinced and you probably think, Oh, okay, we've got the result, but we're not going to gain any momentum from that. Actually the way we played on Tuesday, like you really feel like that could be okay. We've banished the bad form now and we could actually have a real go at creating something good again. I think that's helped by the players we've got in the building and the performances they put in last night. And they really gave a kick up the backside to some of the some of the others, and not not kick up, not like in in a bad way, but it made them play better. And I, I can come back to that in a little bit um, when we go in a bit more detail. But um, just as a final point, like it's classic Ipswich Town, isn't it? You feel ultimate lows after you've lost a, a game and put in a pretty dire performance, and you think all is lost, and. Uh, then you come out against Morecambe, against a team you should be beating if we do have any expectations of going up this season, but really like putting in a good performance and showing showing everybody, okay, maybe maybe we can do this. Uh, and people are opt- optimistic again. One good performance, people are optimistic. So it's really good to be in that place right now, but you have to realise that if we lose if we lose to Cambridge, we're still not out of the we're still not out of the race of the top two. It's, it's it, Obviously, it gets harder every time we drop points. But I think quite a few of our managers, well, McKenna is very good at this. And some other managers have been good at it. And some of them probably not so good, but not overreacting too much when we put in a good performance, like keeping everybody level. Because the season is long. Like the season is really long. Um, We're still in January. We've still got like four months of football to play. And... um, we just need to keep picking up those points and getting more wins because we keep getting draw. We have got kept getting draws, and they're not going to take anywhere far, take us anywhere fast. So keep picking up those three points. Performances like on Tuesday, and we'll be golden. Indeed, my friend. Um, Things over to you there, my friend. How, how would you sum up the last two results? Where where were you at on Saturday to where you were at on Tuesday? Um, yeah, take away. And were you impressed by some of the new players, Harry Clark? Got, has got a lot of praise from Tuesday night. Nathan Broadhead as well. George Hurst um, got some praise as well. Uh, but yeah, how would you sum up the last two one games? So yeah, it's all low and high, really, wasn't it? Um, foggy, 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 foggy mood after the game on on Saturday. Obviously, um, I, I still don't understand how that didn't get called off. Um, selfishly, I didn't want it called off really because yeah, that's another two hundred and sixty miles on the car, or whatever it is. Um, that you've got to do again if you go back. If I did was to go back to do the rearranged game, obviously. Um, but it, realistically, it should have been called off. And I think in the, in the news today or yesterday that the, the ref's been demoted as a need to fourth official for League Two for two games. So it just just goes to show what a bad decision it was. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously going to pay for that now when he for, for misleading the, the managers. But yeah, um, leaving the game, kind of thought, yeah, that's it now. Um, so top two is kind of getting more and more out of reach as we look at it especially after not being Plymouth the week before that. 
because you know you look at our form recently. Charlton, what happened there? Sheffield Wednesday, we won it up at Plymouth, and then we threw that way as well. And yeah, there's Fleetwood at home. All these games that we've had recently was it the first half of the season. That's kind of if there was just one of them, it wouldn't matter so much. But now there's, it's getting to the point where we're getting have having so many of those kind of results that it's going to start affecting our season and. Some of it's not all our fault. I mean, Barnsley at home, you know, it's, it's the ref like just like last week, really. Like Saturday, is we, we just everything seems to be going as, against us at times, but sometimes it's it's also our fault. So, you know, we, we can't always we can't blame it all on the officials because you know we have where we are now is partly for how we've played as well at times. So, but after Saturday, after Tuesday, sorry, um, really good, promising first half. It's come out the way they come out flying is. Always wanted to beat Morecambe, expected them to beat Morecambe, but never expected it to start off as well as that, to be fair. Um, and the thing that annoyed me most, to be really, was if you if you go back to Saturday, we know we can score from corners. Leif Davis has, I don't know how many corners we scored from, you know, with, with Leif Davis when he's taken them. I think there was three occasions on Saturday, twice in the second half, which was, you know, just put it in the put it in the box. You, you never know what's going to happen. Short corner to Morsey. Why? Leaf Leaf Davis knows he's gonna. Yeah, we know from Leaf Davis corners we score, so I don't really understand against Oxford why we were playing it that way. It didn't work. It, they were wasteful corners. And, you know, we were just off it on Saturday. But again, like like uh, Tuesday Tuesday first half, it proved why you know he needs to do that, and we were back at it. And like I said, the, the first half were just relentless. Um, four and a half at half time. It's a shame we couldn't come out and get a couple more more after the. Um, after half time, but of course, you know, the game was done. Um, rest of players take him off. That's why Morsey didn't need to play the whole game. It's fair enough why he came off. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, can I just can I touch on some of the the good bits from the new players and maybe we can talk about that, Sex? Because I, when you were talking about Oxford on Saturday, I was just crying out for somebody to take long shots or pot shots, a bit more pot shots. Um, and I feel like we just don't do that, we haven't done that enough this season. And then on Tuesday, like Broadhead had probably about three or four shots from the edge of the box. And I and also three or four through balls, like or at least attempted through balls, like playing in behind, obviously got the assist for um Ladapo's second goal. And I feel like we've actually been missing quite a lot of those attributes all season. Quite a lot of the time our build-up play is very methodical, like sideways, kind of trying to trying to unlock a defence that way. Whereas what he offered was a bit more, a bit more variety, a bit more direct in like, but not direct like over the top, but like direct just through. So just trying to get the defence turning on the heels and playing balls through, uh, running out defences. So I felt like his debut was probably underrated from a lot of people. And uh, he was my, my favourite player on Tuesday and man of the match. And, um, Sakes, do you want to talk about the other debutante? Harry Clark, well, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant debut from him, or, you know, brilliant home debut from him. Um, you know, he, he's made a point. I, I, I really can't see how Dineshin starts many more games now, unfortunately, um, which is, to be fair to him, he's, he's had a really good season and a half, you know, since sort of Cook came in. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, with Harry Clark in here now, I, I just don't see how he gets in. Harry Clark showed on on a on Tuesday night, you know, what he offers. I mean, there was a I think it was in the first half, the challenge he made, the passion that he went in with that challenge at some point during the first half, you know, we've been missing that. And it's great to see that back at the club. Um 
you know, he obviously, you know, grew up in Ipswich, he loves the club himself. So he's going to make a massive difference um, going forward for our season, uh, definitely. And Clark, Clark was doing what JD was doing like a year ago, basically. He was overlapping Wes Burns. And like it, I, as I was alluding to earlier, I felt Wes had probably his best game in a while. And I think it was because of that support down the right-hand side going forward. I also think it's not just that. I also think it's McKenna sent a message on Tuesday. If you don't play very well, I will drop you. I mean, all three defenders deserve to be dropped after Saturday for that just just for that first goal that they conceded, that which was just a dire dire goal to concede. So the fact that he dropped all three just goes to show that if you are off form, I will drop you. And uh, you know he he hasn't shown it too much in the past recently, to be fair. But you know he has that, that is a message that if you do start underperforming for me, you're going to get punished, and rightfully so. Um. And Burns and Burns and Clark could have could obviously exploit Morecambe because two, because of two reasons. Basically, they were not very good going forward, and two, their ball retention was absolutely awful. I felt like as a team, Ipswich were fantastic at winning the ball back like very quickly as soon as Morecambe had any kind of possession. I can't remember them putting like a lot of passes together in in that first half. Just because, like, we were we were snapping at them, getting getting the ball back, and also they were just giving it away. So we're going to have tougher tests defensively, and we so we might not look as good going forward down that right hand side as we did as we did on Tuesday. But it's a very promising start. Let's just put it that way. But then it also takes so it also takes the pressure off Davis on that left hand side now. And we've got Broadhead there as well now, who's going to add so much more, like you said already. So. If we can get that right head side firing again, if we've got both sides firing on all cylinders, then we are going to be quite quite a force once again. Yeah, indeed. And I'm sort of going to jump ahead now, boys, onto um, a different feature. We were going to do something else, but now I'm going to jump ahead about let's talk about the starting eleven going forward then, and the strongest starting eleven, not for the Burnley game, but just in general for the for the next league games. Um, of course, the game against Cambridge. Um, we all know that Walton is starting goal, so we can. Skip ahead of that, but let's talk about defence. As Segs mentioned, you know the whole back to you know Burgess and Wolfie got you would say got dropped. They weren't in the eighteen. I know McKenna's going to use his substitutions very well now because he can do that. And I think I think players understand that they they may one week they may be in the eighteen or starting, but they may be out of the eighteen. But James Segs, if you tell me your back three back, what are you do you back three or back four? And God Segs, you start. Depends how you look at it, really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm playing I'm playing a back four with a, you know, marauding marauding right back. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so we do it like that, shall we? It makes Yeah, okay. So yeah, it'd be Harry Clark for me on the right, and then Wolfenden. This is where it gets difficult because they both they both make mistakes and then they get dropped, but then the other one comes in and does well. And then they start making mistakes and then they get dropped again. I like Burgess on the left-hand side. He's left-footed. He does the no-nonsense no -nonsense stuff brilliantly. I remember Exeter, all the, every time the ball come to him, he just dealt with it perfectly. Yeah, but then Edmondson as well. He's, he, I don't like him on that left-hand side because he's right-footed, but at the same time, he, he offers something different. He, offers, he, he can go forward. He's got a good partnership with Davis, to be fair, as well. Um, so... I think on balance for what the way we want to play you'd have to go with Edmondson for me but it's just again like I say there's, there's going to be a point probably where 
he starts making mistakes again and we have to bring Burgess in and they'll, they'll keep chopping and changing. Um, but I think on balance, it'd have to be Edmondson for me and then Davis. Of course, of course. Um, what are you doing then, James? I think I think a lot of people going to put Clark, but a good thing with Genoi, he's versatile. So Genoi can come on in the second half in, in any position, really, if you want him to. But who you start? I'm sure you're going to start Wolford, but Burgess Edmondson is the, nah. the big talking point. Or Richard Keogh. You're, 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 you're being quite presum- presumptuous there. On I, Ross. Am, I am. Um, I have Clark down on my list, but it, ha- it comes with a caveat. Comes with a caveat that he plays like he did on Tuesday. Uh, I've only seen him for one game. I didn't really see him for Stoke. I haven't really seen his highlights reel. So, you know, it, that could be a one-off. We um, we see players make debuts and they're absolutely incredible. Um, think of, oh my God, Grant, was it Grant Ward? Hat-trick on, hat-trick on debut? Was it Grant yeah. Ward? There you go. So, hat-trick on debut looks like absolutely electric. KVY, nine games, absolutely electric, and then gets injured and never becomes the same player again. And various other wingers so over my, my, careers. My boy, Luciano Chiavelli. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one game, wasn't it? Sorry? Uh, I was like, was that one game? Games, right? Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So, um, yeah, I put, I'm putting Clark in, but I'm putting it in on the proviso that he plays in a similar way as he does as he did on Tuesday. If we find out that he's weak defensively, which I don't think he is, considering of the money we've paid for him, the research that we've done and his championship experience. But if we find out that he's weak defensively, then I would have absolutely no qualms of putting Genoa Danassian back in. He's been absolutely fantastic um, for this club on a number of occasions, but in particular the last um, two years kind of kind of thing. And uh, I think... He might actually, they might actually learn stuff from each other because if we're going to get them to play the same position and play the same role of the overlapping right-back, like the overlapping centre-back <laughs> or right-back, then, um, yeah, I think that will be... I think they'll be good for each other to push each other on. Um, my back to are Wolfie and Edmondson. I say that because I have a bit of a soft spot for Edmondson but I'm actually thinking that Kenner might give Burgess more game time between now and the end of the season. Um, that's maybe maybe not the case based on Tuesday, but the strange thing was that Edmondson was out of the squad for a long time, and I don't really, I still don't really understand why. And I know he came out and said, "Oh, you're either on the pitch or on the bench." Oh, no, sorry, on the pitch or out of the squad. He said that a bit today, or it might have been yesterday. But I do think that he might just prefer Burgess, just in general. Um, so that will time will tell. But my my two are Wolfie and Edmondson. There, I feel like they are the best on the ball, and they will offer kind of the best. They'll they'll just be our best defense, and and also I think they'll. I think Burgess is close to his peak, whereas yeah. I think those two will get will get better with game time, even now. And then, yeah, Leif Davis at left back. He's been absolutely fantastic this season. I think that's, he's probably, I mean, there's a few first names on the team sheet, but he's, uh, there's no competition for him right now. 
No, there isn't. Um, and no, sometimes it depends on. Oh, sorry, sex. Carry on. No, it's just a bit of a random, note for, uh, random notice. Of, random observation I've noticed. Ever since Burgess has lost his mask, he doesn't seem to be the same. I don't know if it's the mask fault for his sort of Maybe. I don't know. It was really weird. It was really, really weird seeing him with the mask with Grimwood, and then it was really weird seeing him without it once he started playing without it. But yeah, right, yeah. Do you reckon he's still thinking about that? Do you think it still causes him any discomfort at all? Or is that all gone now? You'd think if you're playing without a mask, it's not causing you any pain or any... No, but then, like I say, he's, he does, his form does seem to have dipped since he took the mask off. So maybe whether that's... I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing. I don't know. I'm not going to... I'm not a... Um, I'm not a therapist or anything like that to, yeah. to kind of go down that deep. But <laughs> yeah. just make you wonder. I'd be interested to hear, like, um, look at back at like players who have had to wear a mask because, like, Harry Kane's had it before. I think Sun wore it at one stage, and his other player. There's so many players like I can mention, but be interested to see if they got really in good form after, you know, having to wear it and stuff. But, um, but no, good observation on that. Oh, and, Sun, uh, Sun has been awful since it, when he had his mask on. I think. Okay, well, okay, ignore that then. Ignore that. Uh, that was a pointless fact to bring up, but there we go. Um, but um, as I was about to say, um. You know, sometimes it depends on the opposition because Emerson and Keogh both played in the reverse fixture against Morecambe, of course, when we beat them. Um, and they've come in again this time around. But there we go. That's, well, that's nothing. That's two league start for Keogh, isn't it? Yeah. Two league wins. <laughs> I was actually a little bit nervous. I was actually a bit nervous when Keogh started on Tuesday because um, not not because I don't because he's not because I think he's bad. I think he's actually quite a, quite a solid head. But on um, Last time he played, I can't remember the game. It was an away game. But he came off at half-time, I believe. And I think it might have been due to oh. fitness, potentially. Was it maybe a cup game or was it a... He played, oh, against, played against, he played against um, Rotherham, didn't he? And just give away the penalty. Oh, yes. I think it was Wickham he came off at half-time. Yeah, because yeah, I, was, I wasn't there. It's the only game I've missed. It was. Yeah, it was. It was Wickham. He came off at half-time. And I was, yeah. and then when I saw that it was he was starting, and there's only one defender on the bench, I was like, I, I, I hope he can make ninety minutes. But he he looked he looked fine, and they didn't really have much to do, so no, was, no issues, no issues at all. Um, well, let's go into they, the only thing they did have to do is that that a sensational oh. double block where they both decided yeah. to go go for the block, and I think that's basically the main thing they both had to do. Pretty much, and just yeah, just play around the back and pass a little bit. Um, but yeah, that that so that's the back four. Let's go into the midfield. I think pretty much once again, I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming here. Lee Evans, Sam Morsey in the middle for both of you. Is that it? Or are you going to bring Cameron Humphreys in? That's nah. it for me. Yeah, Evans and Morsey have to start. Best players we've got now. Um, if Dunball was fit, I'm sure James would go in after the way he runs in after him for, for photos. But yeah. I do, I do, I do have a, I do have a soft spot for Dombo after uh, me and Segs and um, and and a few others saw him on the platform of Charlton Station. Uh, it was very, it was very nice, but I don't think he's played since. So <laughs> he's out for the season. Yeah, well, I, I think that was his last game, and then no, and he played it. Um, oh, who do we have in the FA Cup first round? Oh, yeah, yeah, he played there, didn't he? And then he, he injured after that. Um, oh, yeah. Because we, he, he got on the train with us, didn't he, if you remember? And then yeah. Marcus, Marcus, who was on the train, he got off after us. He said he got off at London Bridge with him and he was limping all the way from the station. So it was obviously yeah. something right. Yeah. Cool. 
I know he's just got a footballer's limp. A lot of footballers just limp, don't they? Because they're just, you know, yeah. hard. The hard after that, of, after know, that but... game, because it was the Charlton game, you know, let's not talk about it. Injury time, the fun injury time. Yeah. And um, I said, oh, yeah. I, when I got to train, I said to Dom, I said, oh, yeah, uh, have a good weekend. And he goes, oh, I'll try. Like, as he was like, really <laughs> sad and downbeat. I don't blame yeah. him. Like, you know, you've just, you've just chucked away two points, basically. So. Not personally, yeah. but as a team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What an absolute freak result. We'll look back at that and go, bloody hell. Um, so then, okay, that's sorted then. Let's um, do, say, the front three, would you say? Would you say the front three, once again, it formations? Oh, it's not my my, my specialty. Um, what are we going the front for? Front three four, two, and three, then one? the one. <laughs> yeah, four, two, three, one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Depends sure. if you go. I don't know, but yeah. So, um, what are you going to go for then, James and Segs? Um, far away your team, and then any reasons why you're picking certain players? Uh, I'd go Burns, Chaplin, uh, Broadhead, based on the other night. Broadhead's obviously been brought into play. Um, if he can stay fit, he's going to make a big difference to our team. Um, our attacking, our attacking the way we play football, attacking wise. Um, obviously, Chaplin scoring, we've got 15 goals now, he's going to get 20 for us. We all needed a striker, another striker at the beginning of the season, but he's he's uh you know he's he's plucked up the goals for us. Um and he's you know he's gonna keep scoring for us. He's had a great season so far. Um so you, you can't really drop him. And then obviously Burns as well, he you know, him and Clark, if they can get that partnership going like they they, they did the other night, um, they're gonna create a, a threat on that right hand side again for us. So that's that's for me, that's that's what we've got to start with most of the time. Feels like a harness really, because he's had he had a good start to the season. Um so he does he does things well on this, but I think he's he's going to get limited starting time now, unfortunately, um, which you know is one of those things. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a pretty, pretty boring pod if we've got the same basically the same eleven because I have Burns and I have Chaplin and I have Broadhead, so I think that uh, as as the aforementioned new boy played really well on Tuesday. It again comes with the caveat that that form continues because, as Seg said, like if you saw Harness after a couple of games, you'd probably put him in your first eleven. But um, yeah, he looked re- he looked really good on Tuesday. Chaplin has had an incredible season; like he's leveled up from last season, and he had a good season last season. And um, yeah, if, the, if they can get that part, if Burns can get that partnership back and you know, play like he did Tuesday as well, then he's definitely starting for me. I did have an actual thought, like. Obviously, this is not going to be the first eleven for all the games. I kind of wondered if you could kind of play Thanasian and you play Clark outside him, and you kind of play like that, and you drop Burns. I don't know if he's if he could be attacking enough to actually offer anything down that side. It'd be more like a five at the back, really, rather than that. But you saw how he got forward on Tuesday, so I'm kind of wondering. If that you could kind of maybe do that in some games where you felt you needed to shore up the back a little bit more, because I but I don't really think Burns is very good at defending. Like when he does try, ever try and slot in, it's definitely not his forte. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I don't know if Clark would offer anything similar to what Burns could going forward. Time will tell, I suppose. I like it. I like it. I think possibly. I think you could do the job there. Um, but then, but then, yeah, Wes Burns, of course, is a, he's a fan favourite, and he's been, as, you know, as I said in game day uh, after Oxford, basically 
Clark's going to run through brick walls for us. So if you mm. told him to play in goal, he'd play in goal. If you told him to, uh, if, you, if you told him to wash the boots, he'd wash the boots. Like, I'm not not saying that he deserves to do that, but like, he's uh, he's Ipswich lad and he wants success, like all us fans do. So I mean, I'm sure all of the players do, but you know, it means that extra special something when it's your own team. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, let's talk then about the forwards then. Now, this could be a different debate because, yeah, you may choose the same striker, but we shall see. Um, Segs, James, for Ladapo or Hurst for you? Uh, James go first. Or, or Jackson. Or Hadmi. Don't forget Hadmi. Or Hadmi. No. no. Right. Okay. I think... I'm going 50-50 on this, and I'm got, so I'm I'm fencing it. I I've put, no, I've put, I've put I put I put Ladapo on my sheet, okay? Okay. So, so it's Ladapo, but I feel like once Hurst gets some game time, as in I reckon two more starts, and I think he'll be as good, and if if not better than option than Ladapo, I think Ladapo had his best game in in ages on Tuesday and I keep saying that so maybe he's getting better as well but I'm starting I'm starting Ladapo for now but I would I would revisit that at the end of February and maybe give you a different answer okay sounds good uh Sags over to you then my friend what, what are you doing uh, well on form it's Ladapo for me um I feel like he's I think I saw a tweet today which I completely agree with um I can't believe who said it now but uh Ladapo's finally um, fitting in and knowing how to play with our style of football instead of getting it lumped up to him all season, like he had at Rob. Um, you know, he's he's had to adapt to the way that we play. I think he's adapted well. Um, he holds the ball up well. Um, you know, he brings our our other attacking players in into the game much more. Um, apart from against Plymouth, where he could easily pass to the Burns twice during the game and probably would have beat Plymouth then. But you know, he decided to shoot. But I think he's he's obviously. He knows he's got competition now. Um, he knows he's um, uh, he knows there's competition there for him. So he he's, he's obviously picking up form. Um, I think he, he, with Hurst here, I think he'll he'll stay in good form because he knows there's better competition um, to come in for him. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, actually, in general, yeah. I actually thought he had great variety on Tuesday, which was really nice to see. Like he obviously got his tap in, which I would say that's the thing I'd say he's quite famous for. But so many times he had his back to goal, like like backing onto the centre back, holding up the ball, laying it off to the edge of the box to like whether it was Broadhead, Chaplin, uh, Burns, like they were he was laying them off to all of them. And then obviously he had the the ball put through to him where he was running off the defender. So we saw him run in behind. We saw him hold it up. We saw him score a tap in. Like I thought it was kind of almost complete performance from him on Tuesday. And you don't always see that all those facets of his game in one go. But I feel like on Tuesday we did. I think maybe again, maybe it's right. again well, it's the quality of the defence. But you know it's nice to see at the very least. But I think I think combination of Broadhead and um, Chaplin brought the best out of him as well. To be fair. And I think if if they can keep that up, I think they'll be the three of them will be a force to reckon with. Um, I like Hurst as well. I think Hurst is going to give us something different. Um, he's, he's much better than what we had originally. No disrespect to Hadme or Jackson, but he is. You know, he is going to once he's on form, he'll be providing goals as well. Um, it's a shame he didn't score against Oxford because 
really, a striker should be putting that away um, after that cross that Burns provided him. Um, and you could argue that for the Dakar was on the pitch for that, he probably would have done. Um, so, you know, there's, his time will come. Um, I just think, you know, at the moment, Ladapo starts. Ladapo's on form. He's got confidence. He's, I think he's scored 13 goals now. Is it 13? Yeah. So, he's, you know, he's, I think he's on, he's going to get 20 for us as well this season. So, um, you know, it, it, for me, it's him at the moment. I'm going to sound a little bit harsh here, but like every time I hear her speak in interviews, I get the feeling he doesn't really want to be here. <laughs> and maybe that's just my own personal perception, but just some of the quotes that I've heard him say, it was about like his move to Blackburn earlier in the season instead of coming here. And then like, I think he got asked about like, do you, do you want, are you look interested in a permanent move at Ipswich? And he was like, nah, it's not on my radar right now. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I just, maybe he's just being refre- refreshingly honest. And obviously the guy's got big ambition for, for bigger and better things, but you hope Ipswich Town can offer that to him as well. So I don't think it would be been, a bad. Option. I've been wanting him for for over a year, so I'm sure you know. That, I'm sure he's got to think, and these guys do want me. But yeah, yeah if you if you can fire someone up to the championship, then you're back in the championship again. So yeah. you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't write it off. No, yeah, he's not, he's not playing for Leicester, is he? In, in the Premier League, just yet. He needs to make his name, and because he's made his name in League One already with Pompey and stuff. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does for the rest of the season. Um, but there we go. Then that's James and Seg's his team. Um, you, share your thoughts as ever, everybody. Um, let let us know your thoughts on on your starting eleven going forward. Um, now we've got something a little bit silly. Uh, of course, we've got the strike that is always silly. But we've got something else silly coming up next, and it is talking about the current town squad and. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, this weekend is the Royal Rumble, and the biggest one of the biggest events of the year. WrestleMania is big, but Royal Rumble is always my favourite. Um, and I'm just going to ask a simple question to James and Segs, really. Um, who's going to win the Issues Town Royal Rumble out of the current town squad? Now, yeah, you could, you've got the big, you know, you've got Flynn Dapo and stuff who, who are big. But then you also got the small players like Connor Chaplin and co, who, um, you know, could... Get you know eliminate a, a big man. You never know. But um, Seg, it's gonna go over to you for more of the wrestling fan on this pod. Um, out of the current town squad, who, who would you reckon would win the Royal Rumble to get that world heavyweight title shot at WrestleMania? After his performance, I mean, I'd probably go Harry Clark. The way he went, the passion he just went into that challenge the other night. Um, probably be Harry Clark for me, to be honest. Uh, we can't really see Ladapo. Winning the Rumble, to be honest, I think he's, you know, he probably wouldn't be too bothered about it. <laughs> his attitude, it's that, you know, it was some of the, the way I've heard, you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, uh, probably Harry Clark. I can't really think. Maybe Morsey. Morsey would be up for it, I reckon. He'd, the, way he, the way he plays, no, he'd probably uh, a yeah, good, good, good showing. Is it not about big personalities as well, though? Like the, like the whole wrestling side of things and the, the whole event of it. Like George really Evans. Big personality, like he would, he would have a good laugh, wouldn't he? So maybe I think he'll eliminate a few. He'll eliminate a few, I think. George Emerson, he'll, you know, he's a big yeah. lad as well. So you know, yeah. Uh, Cameron Burgess will nut a few people, you know, you know, throw out a few. You have his mask on as well. Be a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, it's not all about like because people come in all the way through. So we've just had some January recruits, as uh, Seg was saying, Harry Clark coming in. Maybe he comes in late to the late to the bout. Takes out a few wins of Royal Rumble and see you later. <laughs> yeah. How are they Maybe entering? It all, it all depends how they're entering. Like, are they entering with their numbers? 
or closest to. Ooh, that could be a good shout. would be in first. It would be Walton versus Keo to start off with, wouldn't it? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Battle them two. Who's got the Who's, who's gonna... got the highest number then? Well, it, 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 it depends. Has, you'd have to go by entrance because obviously it's, it's only thirty entrants, and obviously Harry Clark's number thirty-four. So you'd have to, if you want to be proper, proper condensed about it, you'd have to decide who was going to be in the rumble completely. <laughs> We've got a few injuries though. You know, Dominic Ball's injured. Yeah. You know, maybe you have to be fit and ready to go. Well, I think Dominic Ball would do pretty well. He's he's a he sounds like a tough you know tough geezer as well. So if he was fit, you know, then he's if he's right. fit, yeah. Pinucci Kamara as well. He's out injured, so it has to be fit players. But yeah, you could do your squad numbers. That's the the time you're coming in. So Harry Clark yeah. would probably likely be. But you've got Janelle Dinashi, who's 44. Yeah, always <laughs> got 44. So, oh, it's it, once again, this is another thing we could really go in depth about. But um, but yeah, so we, we're going Harry Clark already to to win the rumble. I'm going Harry Clark. Yeah, I think Harry Clark won it. He just seems I, like... um, I think he'd I think he'd have a good shot. To be honest, I feel like um. I feel like Burns and Chaplin, like although not the strongest people, they would uh, they would goad a few. I reckon they'd be like the goad, like the the yeah. people that would, uh, you know, they would be the cheeky ones because yeah. well, but you saw well, Burns, the... you saw Burns yeah, celebration be... Tuesday, didn't you? So yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be the high flyers and they'll be on the top rope and then they they think they're about to do their move, but then they get eliminated because they're being stupid because you don't be on the top rope when you're in the Royal Rumble because that's how you get eliminated over the top rope. So that is probably that's what Wes Burns will be doing. He'll be doing like a, a pose or something because he's just, you know, having a good time and then he gets eliminated because he's, yeah, being a tit. Um, but, but yeah, it'd be interesting to know if we do have any um, wrestling fans in the town squad because I know James Norwood, of course, was a big, you know, because he had that, the gif of, you know, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin and everything, The Rock, of course, um, the thing you mm-hmm. even did a wrestling match, said because you went to that wrestling match, didn't you? I know you didn't yeah, have yeah. a wrestling match, but you just did a spot. He was supposed to, wasn't he? He was supposed to have a match, but he was, he was injured, wasn't he? He pulled his that's when he was first come when he was bit. Uh, I can't remember, did he pull his hammy? Was it his hamstring? I can't remember. It was possibly, most likely. I, can't, I can't, remember, can't remember what he was injured with, but he there's there's worry he was going to pull out, but he still showed up and he just did, he, he did a couple of rock bottoms from memory, <laughs> yeah. That's like, um, unorganized Ipswich town, like. Letting one of your first team squad take part in some charity wrestling match, and he, even though he's injury prone and you know not fit as it is, it's just like come on, boys. Organized. Let's keep he, let's keep it professional. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. I think it was just it was a good thing at the time because that was a massive sort of news at the time. Of course, you know, a current town player part of this charity event slash the Rock actually getting involved in tweets and stuff it was yeah it was a, it was a funny time um and of course that was a beginning of that season as well where we were winning games and doing all right but um yeah we know we know the rest don't we um but there we go just a little, little bit of fun there guys um let us know in the comments as well who you reckon would win the royal rumble maybe once again i could have added like what former players but that's that, that's a whole segment if we want to do that yeah we won't do that we won't do that but um let's get into the strike both boys um opportunity for James and Seggs to be crowned the strike champion this week. Got four questions plus a tiebreaker. James is just now panicking to find pen and paper. Yeah, I'm going to have to as well. I'll be back. Uh, uh, oh, okay. You're going to just leave oh. me to it. We'll just pause here. We're we'll back in a few. Okay, yeah. we're back. Pen and paper now at the ready. Um, of course, play at home as ever. Um, let us know how you get on, as always, as well. Four questions plus a tiebreaker. First question is on the boy Harry Clark. We've mentioned him a few times. He's been mentioned a lot this week. Um, now, this is actually a set question for both you and James Seggs um, because what is Harry Clark's middle name? 
Is it James or Thomas? Of course, Tom. um, sex is name is thomas um but we call him sex because there's so many toms and thomases um yeah james or thomas what do you reckon then boys harry clark harry james clark harry thomas clark what sounds a bit they sound pretty good some solid names oh james has gone again i think james's pen's not working i've uh i've got no pens at work i'm just gonna say say mine first and then and then i will and then i will uh so you got to back yourself, so I think it's going to be James. Okay. No, I went Thomas. <laughs> you got to back yourself. You got to back yourself. I was hoping. Um, now, one of these days, hopefully, I will, I will have a full pod of. Um, you know, it could be an option for everybody, but um, it is Thomas. Uh, oh, it is Harry Thomas. What name? Or well, it's Harrison. Actually, he's for, he's actually called Harrison. So Harry is actually like another nickname. So yeah, actually, when I was watching an iFollow on Tuesday uh, on the. When they showed up the teams, Harrison. That's Harrison. Yeah, Harrison Thomas Clark sounds like an American president. It does. It <laughs> does indeed. There we go, Harrison Thomas Clark. There we go. So one point goes to Sex. Um, question two, and now it's all the rest of the questions are Burnley related, as we're playing Burnley, of course, in the FA Cup this weekend. Um, Drissa Diallo, um, remember him back the in two, foul, in the two thousand throw expert. Yes. Yes, um, he joined town from Burnley in 2003, but he won eight caps for which country? Was it um, Guinea, Sierra Leone, or Togo? Guinea, Sierra Leone, or Togo? So eight caps for this country. Which country was it? Yeah, Drissa Diallo. Good old. Yeah, I don't know what else to add. I don't think he really had much of an impact, did he really? Well, played, you know, under Joe Royal. Yeah. So many car throws. Yeah. All right. I've got, I've got an item. I've got, a, I've got okay. a country. Go ahead. Okay. I put Guinea. Yeah, I put, I put Guinea. And you are both right. It is Guinea. It is Guinea. It just is. a dialo. Eight caps of Guinea. So there we go. So 2-1 going any, to question. Any three. while he was at town. I can't really remember him going on no. his national duty. No, 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 not at town, and not even at Burnley, because he, um, yeah, he, his last cap was in two thousand and one, I think, when he was in Belgium. So yeah, he okay. joined um, Burnley from Belgium. I don't know the team at top of my head. So move on, Chris Free. Um, and now ooh, we were neither all, all of us weren't born when this happened, um, but uh, we've played Burnley in the cup once before, but it was the League Cup back in nineteen seventy seven, um, and who scored a brace for Town? In the only other cup game against Burnley. Is it Trevor Wymark, Paul Mariner, or Eric Gates? It's a 2-1 win at Turf Moor um, in the third round of the League Cup. Uh, we got knocked out in the next round, though, by Man City, 2-1 at Portland Road. A little fun fact there for you. Um, and one of these oh, guys actually scored in that game as well. So was it Trevor Wymark, Paul Mariner, or Eric Gates? Okay. Of course, James, you need to get this right to make it 2 2. But if Segs gets it right and it makes a 3 1, so he's won. But um, okay. we shall see. Oh, I ain't got a clue. I went Mariner. Okay. That's a good guess based on how prolific he was. But I went for Eric Gates. Oh, it's actually Trevor Weimark. Trevor oh, Weimark. so it's 2 1. So you're still in there, James, because we have got question four. Okay. Uh, but you have to get it right to win. Uh, or to draw to get, to get to a tiebreaker. 
Um, but yeah, Trevor Wormark scored a lot of goals that year in the in the League Cup. He scored in every round wow. um, during that one. So yeah, he scored I think five in total in like three cup games. So not too bad at all. And um, question four is on the last game at Portman Road against uh, Burnley. The last one we played him was a goalless draw um, at Turf Moor. But last game at Portman Road was a two 0 win. Back in 2015, who scored the last goal in that game? Was it Freddie Sears, Dave McGordrick, or Brett Pittman? So, uh, just picked all strikers once again, really. Um, so, yeah, 2 0 win. Two, two of these players on this list did score in the game as well. One of them didn't, but who scored the last goal? So, someone scored first, of course. What time of year was it? 2015. Oh. Uh, Oh, I should have put that. Sorry, I haven't got the date. I haven't got the date at hand. Oh, this was the same season, so this would have been the start of the season. Start of the season, so. Start of the season. This is the 2015-16 season. So, yeah, it would have been the start of the season. Because yeah, the Turf Moor game, that goalless draw was uh, New Year's or 2nd of Jan, 2016. So, okay, then... Um, I've decided that memory-based games and things like the strike are definitely not, definitely not my forte. It's fine, it's fine, James. Well, um, take away though, as you're as you're leading, yeah, or, yeah. Right, what's that the word? As I'm losing, yeah, trailing, yeah, <laughs> Tra- trailing. That's the word, trailing. My goal, Drake. I went Freddie. Correct answer. It is Didsy. It's David Gordrick. It's 2 2 yeah, yeah, yeah. going into the tiebreaker. Um, Who is that when he scored? Freddie Sears. Yeah, I, so I, I, could, I couldn't remember Pittman scoring against him. That's why I went Freddie. Yeah. Or well, a fun fact Pittman came on for Daryl Murphy very early in the game. Well, I think actually at half time. Um, must be an injury or something. So um, I think there was like another player came on early in that game as well. Um, that's going to be my like fun fact as well for the game, but I've completely forgotten now. But I think someone, I think it was um, someone came on for Freddie uh, for Ryan Fraser. I think like 28 minutes because of an injury. I've got who came on for him now. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, tiebreaker then, boys. Of course, closest gets the win. Normally for tiebreaker, if you get a bang on, you win. But um, as you're both going for it, you gotta just closest to the correct answer gets the win. So um, I've gone the easy route. How many games has Town won? against Burnley in 43 games in all competitions, in all games, home and away, 43 games in total. How many times has Town won? And I literally just about to say, you <laughs> just said the answer there, was like, going to go through all the results. But I'll do that, I'll do that after when I've, um, you guys have put your, your answer down. Um, 43 games in total. Of course, yeah, I said it, I, we haven't played them since 2016 because they've been in the Premier League and all that jazz. Okay then, boys. Whenever you're ready, take it away. Go on, Thomas. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, there it is. There we go. Found it. I've gone for nineteen. Ooh. Okay then. Well, so it's been thirteen defeats, eleven draws, and if you could do quick maths. It's 19. So James has got it bang on. Somehow got it bang on. Um, wow. Um, did you look at head-to-heads before coming on or did you, was it just an absolute massive guess? But take it away, my friend. You're the champion this week. Absolute massive guess. I feel like, um, I feel like I've got very fortunate being 2-1 down. 
Um, and I think it's my first ever victory on the strike. So I'll take that. I'll take that little strike trophy home with pride. Yeah, it's an invisible trophy because yeah, no budget for for a real one. But um, yeah, you, you you can hold it for for this week and then next week it will yeah it will just appear in your hands and it will go on to whoever wins next. But there we go. Now a strike in the bag. I um, hope everyone enjoyed it at home. If you played at home, let us know how you got on. Um, okay then, going into Burnley. Then we got them in the FA Cup fourth round. Um, we're actually in the fourth round of the FA Cup, which is great. Uh, Vincent Company and Co. coming to Portland Road. Of course, Burnley. Doing pretty well in the championship this year. Uh, top of the league, 18 points clear off, off of the top third place. Um, 55 goals, scoring for fun, playing some very good football. Um, James Seggs. Just quickly sort of rewind back to when we got them in the draw. What, what can you remember when, you know, we got them? Because, yeah, we, we had an opportunity to have Man United, the, the Spurs, the Man Cities of the world. But we got Burnley. But um, a good test, though. What's your thoughts on, on the draw as a whole before we get into the game itself? Do I go first? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, that went deflated, I think. Um, kind of, oh, that's rubbish. Oh, that's Burnley. At least it's not away. Uh, um, oh, what's the uh, will from in between us? Oh, I can't remember how, how the quote goes oh, now. Yeah, but someone, yeah. um, people ask me if I like football, and I say, yes, I do. Yeah. Not Burnley. And yeah, then the rest. I yeah, think it's, yeah, it, yeah. All that it kind goes of, a different way, but it goes yeah along those lines anyway. All that kind of stuff. Annoyed because Man United were basically out of the pot next as well. It'd be nice to go to Old Trafford for the game. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of disappointed really that it was Burnley because it's just Burnley. Who wants Burnley? Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to Burnley, but in home since then really is just thought it's been a good test, just like Robin really. Um, Robin where we were last year, so where we they they are now. They were where we are last year, um, if that makes sense. Uh, so that was a good test. Then this is a better one in terms of where we could be this time next year, maybe if we do go up. So, you know, we, it's something to kind of compare against what we've got to look to, what we've got to build for um, and how far we are from that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be it's just going to be good, to, good challenge and good to see where we are at the moment and how much we've got to do to kind of, how far we need to go to compete in the championship if we ever get there. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Uh, and as you said, I think it, it's it's good it's at home. Um, I've been a Turf Moor four, but ideally, you, if you're playing teams like Burnley, you, you want them at home, really. And I'm putting out there straight away, no replay, all right? No bloody replay, please. It's just town. No one wants to go to Turf Moor and play Tuesday night. I don't want to do it on a Saturday night. That's Saturday in general, but Tuesday night, bloody hell. Um, I'm just getting out of, out of my system now. Uh, yeah, I probably will even. I'll probably even start on game day in the intro. Like, yeah, here we are, another game day. No replay, please. Um, and then, yeah, if yeah, we'll find out. But James, um, your your thoughts on the draw and um, sort of segue nicely into just the game as a, as a whole as well. Yeah, so I had similar thoughts to Segs. Um, Ross, I actually sent you a, a, a gif earlier on, and it was of Alan Partridge shrugging. Uh, if anybody knows that, that's listening or watching. And basically, that's how I felt when we were, we found out we were playing Burnley. It, I kind of also thought, oh, similar level club to us. And then you realise that we're languishing in League One and they've been in the Premier League for a good number of seasons. Uh, but I kind of always think of them from my teenage years when we used to play them in the Championship on a number of occasions. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how we've both diverged since then. And... Uh, yeah, as we've got closer to the game, actually more excited now because 
actually looked into how they're doing. They're top of the championship. So actually really impressive. Obviously got Vincent Company as their manager, probably playing quite an exciting brand of football. So made the decision this week to go. I was always planning to go visit my family this weekend, but I wasn't hadn't bought a ticket. I maybe a mix of laziness and kind of apathy for the for the game in general. But yeah, actually looking forward to it now and really excited to after Tuesday night especially to see how we, we how we kind of push on from there. Definitely, yeah. Twenty three k sold just as as of this recording, which is just great for an FA Cup fourth round tie against Burnley, um, and it just sort of shows appetite that town fans have. You know, if just watching Kieran McKenna's side, and you know, it's, yeah, as you said, it should be an entertaining game. Vincent Company is playing some very good football. Um, I don't watch as much championship football as I probably like because you know we, we watch League One football, but when I do, sometimes flick on and you know Burnley are playing. They play some good football and they're very different to Sean Dyche's football. And Sean Dyche versus Mick McCarthy back in the day. Um, but yeah, it'll be Kieran McKenna versus Vincent Company on the touchline. Um, well, Segs, let's talk about hot takes and the game itself, your prediction. What, what's your hot take? Predict stuff in that you think will happen from the sublime to the ridiculous? Uh, no, really. Um, Ladku will score. <laughs> Ladku will score and Ladku will score. <laughs> Out there, this could be windy on Saturday. I don't know if it is or not, but it's gonna be a bit windy, so the lad is gonna boot it out there because he started and then it's just gonna end up in the back of the net somehow. But yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know, I couldn't think of anything off the top of it, off the top of my head. Um, it's just the best thing I come up with, yeah. In terms of Saturday, yeah, like I said already, I'm looking forward to it. Um, same as James, video. I wasn't sure where we're gonna go, there's all things going on at the moment, sort of busy, um, but sort of as time's come on. So originally when it, we've got the draw kind of wasn't that bothered about coming but now it's or going but now it's getting closer and you sort of see how many people are going so I didn't really want to miss out so um, it's going to be a good game it's going to like I say a good test good challenge um, looking forward to see how we get on really um, it's just going to be it's nice it's going to not really it's going to be nice going to a game and not really have that same sort of pressure that we get during the league games and worrying if the rest going to cost us because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I mean, it would be nice to advance and get further in the FA Cup because we haven't got this far in ages. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter if we don't because the league's most important. We've got to get out of this league. So, um, like, oh, it'll be good. You've seen the, who the ref is for this weekend? Yeah. No? <laughs> he, uh, so the ref sent off a, the wrong guy in a game on Tuesday night in a Bolton game. And he's our ref for Saturday. So oh, great. Uh, yeah. was a, I think it was between him and the linesman, they made a balls up or, and got the wrong wrong person, sent him off. Um, and, yeah, one of the Bolton players. And, yeah, we're, that's our ref on Saturday. So, I don't know if that's a, another sad indictment of the standard of League One refereeing, but it's uh, that's who we've got. Great. Yeah. Great, yeah. But as you said, Segs, it won't affect us too much because, yeah, there's no points on the line, but it could affect it being a draw and we have a replay. So, uh, I'm hurrying that home too much now. But at the same time, Sheffield Wednesday could win and they get a tough draw or they get an easy draw and then they've got more fixture congestion in in their fixtures where if we lose or if we do draw and then go out via replay, it's kind of, you know, it's swings and roundabouts. It is what it is. We've got the we've got the fitness to cope with it. Um, we seem a fit squad now. You know, it's, if we do get an extra game, either via replay or via 
fifth round. Um, we've, we've definitely got the capacity to the squad's definitely got the capacity to fit it in. I think fifth round as well. I don't think it um, postpones any games, does it? Because I think it's a week game. I think from memory. Yeah, so I think that, it is now. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be um, that'll be one other plus that went affect us in terms of the fixtures you know if it's a, I can't remember if it's a home or away we you know if it's a away game we, no, we don't need to rearrange the go because it's um <laughs> there's no game plan for the, when, when the fifth round is so you know, if we do get in the fifth round it's just a just an extra midweek game which doesn't matter too much and if it's at home even better that's when we'll get Man United though will it of course because or someone like that where we've got to take time off for it instead of going up on Saturday yeah, definitely. That's always the, that's always the way. Um, well, James, uh, what's your hot takes for the game then, my friend, and just predictions as a whole? Is this an opportunity to bring Halaki in goal? I know Walton has played a few um, cup games. I think he played the Buxton game in goal, but then Halaki came in for Rotherham. Um, what are you doing with the team slash, yeah, your hot takes? Yeah, I think it makes sense to bring Halaki in. I think it makes sense to bring the defence, which were rested slash dropped on Tuesday in, um, kind of give them give them game time and you probably find that the you, then you from next week you'll get a hybrid of basically both teams depending on who's still in the doghouse and and who isn't in McKenna's books anyway uh so yeah I would expect the goalkeeper to change most of the defense to change um you'll probably see KVY on the left probably nah, that'd be Greg is he fit yeah I think so Okay, then Greg, yeah, Greg Lee on the left, and then maybe um, maybe KBY on the right then. Because yeah, um, Harry Clark is um, cup tied for this. He played for Stoke in their winning against Hartlepool. Um, so yeah, but, but yeah, with the with, with the front guys, you probably can just chuck darts at a map and just have a guess. Like it could be, it could be Humphreys, it could be Morsey, it could be Evans. Like who knows? It could be um, Luongo, Luongo. Like, if, I mean, this has got to be the game he plays in, I, I would think. Like, otherwise, he's never going to get a chance to impress because he's quite far down that pecking order now. Um, quick one on hot take. Six plus goals. That is my hot take. Ooh. I say that because I think that both sides are playing an entertaining brand of football. And I think attack will overwhelm defence in this game. And I think it's just going to be a fun day out for everybody. I don't think it's going to be six nil either way. I think it might be a probably a four two to Burnley, but six six plus six plus goals. That's my hot take. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like to see loads of goals. Um, and of course, you know, we beat Rotherham four one. Of course, Rotherham are a very different side, but you know that that was a surprise. But we shall see. What, what's your prediction then, Segs? Um, and we'll go to you, James. So, you, James, you're going for a four two Burnley one win, or is that just for your hot? Take? Yeah, I'm going for I'm going for a four two Burnley win. I think it's going to be quite a spirited performance, <laughs> but. It'll be it'll be one of those games where yeah their quality will shine through. Okay, six prediction, my friend. Yeah, I, I predict goals as well. It's going to be end to end, isn't it? We're both attacking teams now, so you know it's going to be like James said, defense sort of overwhelmed in a way. I'll probably go three two Burnley. Um, I don't think it's going to be quite six plus, but uh, you never know, you never know. But yeah, I'll go three two Burnley. Oh, I want to see this, boys. I want to see this. I want to see goals. It's going to be entertaining anyway. But surely. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see that um, or a Burnley win just so there's no replay. I'm sorry to have that home again. I know I think Andy said on the main pod that, um, you know, he loves football. I love football games. I love going to football games, but not Turf Moor on a Tuesday night um, or Wednesday night, whenever the game will be played. He's, he's, uh, he clearly loves football more than his uh, family. Possibly. Um, <laughs> if he but, wants to get to Burnley on a Tuesday. 
Yeah, but then you know, you, you love your football, don't you? Um, of course, yeah. But we, we shall see. We shall. We'll find out on Saturday at um, after five o'clock to see if we have won, drawn, or lost, and uh, if we are heading to Burnley on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, but we shall wait and see. Um, but anyway, guys, I uh, hope you've enjoyed another edition of King's Anger Fan Social. Um, thanks, Segs and James, for joining me. But um, as ever, boys, any other business? Anything else you want to shout out or mention? Um, yeah, take it away. Anything you want to plug? I just think it's good that uh, the club are doing this, the beanback for the Cambridge game. I, th- I saw some fans were clamouring about it on Twitter when the tickets sold out in record quick time. I just think that's um, a really nice touch from the club to just shows that they're continuing to listen. They're continuing to kind of try and enhance the fan experience, I suppose, especially because we got a thousand less tickets than we did last season to Cambridge. And um, like I'm, I'm not in Ipswich that weekend. I'll actually be in Cambridge at the game. Uh, but um, basically, it's six quid, I think, for a pint and a pie, and you get to watch the game. So it seems like a no-brainer if you're if you're if you're around Ipswich, like to just go down and, and watch it because you know it's gonna be it's gonna be another important game in our season. Is indeed. Yeah, good to mention that. Um, Segs, any any other business from you, my friend? No, nothing I can think of. Uh, if we're going down that route, it's, it's nice that they're doing the um, uh, the Meet the Players with Matt Holland and that for the RGFC Foundation that they announced yesterday. Uh, that's also you know, something positive, something interactive. Um, it's good from the club to you know, keep us involved, really. Um, so I'd like to see that. Yeah, I love like Matt Holland getting involved more. They've got in... Um... Is it Alpha Indra? Like he's he's been doing a few bits on social media as well. Like just town fans that are kind of have a are getting like a media background or have like a you know a background in the arts. Like it's it's really cool to get those kind of people involved in the club a bit more um, to help us with some of our our stuff. It's it's great. It's definitely the, owners are in town. the owners are in town, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they will be in town. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to come to the big game against Burnley in the <laughs> FA Cup. They want a bit of FA Cup action. That's what they want. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's going to be good. I'm pleased it's going to be a big crowd because the Rotherham game, it felt because they didn't open up the top tiers, did they, for that? I'm, or am, I, I'm, am I making that up? They didn't open they, the they opened some bits of the ground. I don't think they opened the whole ground. Whereas they yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I was there, but... Yeah, that's yeah that, that happened. Um, but yeah, it's just great. You know, twenty three for an FA Cup game. It's, it's gonna be good because yeah, in the previous couple of years, we yeah, there's not been massive crowds of these. I know we've been knocked out early doors most of the time, but um, yeah, it's gonna be good. I like it. Um, as you mentioned, Matt Holland James, I want to just sort of plug my my feature with with him for in pictures. And if you haven't already, check it out. A really good chat with Matt. And of course, the next episode is a big one. George Burley, former player, former manager, and all round legend. That'll be out um, in a few weeks, so um, look out for that. But yeah, really good to chat with good old George, and um, and yeah, great feature as well. It's like something a bit different as well, um, like watching on YouTube and obviously having the pictures there to talking through the memories. So like you know, is is a really good watch for anybody interested in more Ipswich Town content. Yes, more Ipswich, more, 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 more. Um, of course, I've got to plug all the other bits and bobs we do. Of course, the main show. And also, Track Girls Talk. Uh, this weekend is actually a FA Cup double header because the Itchertown women's team have got a game this weekend on Sunday at the AGL Arena in Felixstowe. They play a damage championship side in Lewis. 
in the fourth round of the FA Cup too. So if you're free, go down to Felix Stowe. It's a bit chilly nowadays currently, of course, you know, it's, it's January. But if you're free, go down. Um, it should be a good game against the championship side, a good test for the women's team. Um, so listen to Track the Girls Talk if you haven't already. Um, we'll be back, of course, next week to do all this again, chat all things town. And that is it. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, of course, give us a review if you haven't already. Um, subscribe, follow us at all Kings Bang on all social media. James Seggs, thanks for joining me. Bye for now.